I'm Mike Vardy. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I have Stefan Spencer. He is an accomplished author. He is a speaker. He is a, a personality who's appeared on television. Um, he does a lot of stuff. He is the founder of The Optimized Geek. He's a podcaster. He's got a couple of podcasts going on. He is, uh, again, the author of The Art of SEO and several other books. He's just got a lot going on, and we talk about you know just how he lives intentionally, his deliberate... Uh, way of being. We talk about how he balances learning with execution. We talk about how he has basically gone from who he was when he started out to who he is now and reinvention and automation and, and, and things of that nature. Um, really great conversation and, I, and I, I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it. So let's not talk any more with me. I don't want to take any more time away from Stefan. So let's just get to that conversation. Here is my conversation with Stefan Spencer on the Productivityist podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Stefan Spencer to the Productivityist Podcast. Stefan, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So I want to talk about optimization to start off because uh, you're kind of like into that from what <laughs> <Yes>. I get. <laughs> so why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit about you and why I would say that you're into optimization because it's not just it's on several fronts that you're into optimization. Yeah. It is. And uh, so I'm, I'm an SEO geek, meaning search engine optimization. I know all about how Google works. I can reverse engineer the Google algorithm and get you highly ranked in Google in no time. Uh, and I've been doing this for a long, long time, since the 90s. I've been doing SEO. And, uh, but I've been a lifelong learner and 
optimization geek outside of search engines forever, right? So, I, for example, when I first had uh, a kid, I was 20 years old and I did not know what I was doing. Um, so I got the parent effectiveness training book and I went to parenting classes and I learned all this stuff that I should have gotten as a kid from my parents, but never did <laughs> so that I could be a much better parent f- for m- my kids. Um, you know, when you're 20 years old, you don't really know what you're doing. So, um, I've been studying from the gurus, people like Tony Robbins and Brendan Bouchard and, um, just, working on making myself as optimized as possible. In fact, I have this huge transformation story where I went from somebody unrecognizable from my current self. Uh, If you look at my before and after photo on my optimizegeek.com website, it's on the about page. It will make your jaw drop. <laughs> so yeah, I saw that when you. I mean, you. I saw that picture. I'm like, there's no way because I've seen you before. We've chatted before, and I'm like, there is no way that that's who that is. Yeah. And it's unbelievable, unbelievable. It, it, it's eight years, right? Like, or it, even sooner, probably. I mean, the, was it eight years that took, the transformation took place, or was it? It know? was 2009, 2010. So, uh, like seven years ago. Six, yeah, six-ish years ago, I went through this big transformation. It took about a, a year. I mean, I'm still transforming. I mean, I'm right. I'm a different person than I was a year ago, like spiritually and kind of uh, metaphysically. I'm a different person, um, vastly different. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but the external changes, like I was unrecognizable. People would not know who I was when I w- walked up to them at conferences because I, I speak at a lot of conferences. And it was a lot of fun. Like, you, you know who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no. I, do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stefan. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, can't do that anymore because now everybody knows what I look like. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. So when it, what do you think of... Yeah, you know, when it comes to learning, because I mean, I, I've read some of your work, I've listened to some of your stuff, I've seen you, you know, talk about stuff on, you've been on television and broadcast in, in places that, you know, I, I've, I'm like, hey, look, there's some, there's Stefan on TV again, uh, one of those, his other clips that he put out there. How do you balance the learning with the execution, though? Because a lot of people, what will happen is they learn, 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 and then they, they don't really, they, they, they don't execute on it, so they absorb, but they don't. In, in act is, is how have you managed to make that kind of uh, you know transformation happen where you're not just absorbing and learning but you're also taking action with it yeah so I have a team of people I'm really good at structure I'm really good at um, kind of formulating machines systems to get stuff done but as far as like getting in the trenches and doing things I want to have uh, leverage I want to have a team that I can uh, utilize. So um, I have multiple virtual assistants. I have uh, multiple consultants. I have multiple coaches, in fact, who help me to um, kind of think outside the box. And I mean, that's what I do all the time is I'm thinking outside the box for myself, for my clients. Um, but as far as balancing the learning and execution, you know, I've seen this this trap that people get into where like I was in uh, this thing called Platinum Partnership. Uh, uh, Tony Robbins has this uh, mastermind mm-hmm. year-long program. You spend six figures a year to be in this thing. It's crazy expensive. 
I did it for th- almost three years. And uh, people would go for a year and their business would kind of go on autopilot while they were traveling the world, following Tony, going uh, do, doing all these different events. And um, then the four intensive trips per year. And then they were like, okay, I need to implement. I, I need to quit <laughs> Platinum Partnership and I need to implement. I cannot take this much time off from my business. And that's if that's how you were running, being part of Platinum Partnership, you're doing it wrong. So I was able to take almost three years to focus on both Platinum Partnership and doing all those trips and keep my business going, keep my clients happy. I had some of my most productive years in terms of revenue and uh, opportunity creation and so forth while I was following Tony around the world and it, it was at least one a month uh, of these different either intensives or um, public seminars that you get platinum seating in the, like one of the first uh, X number of rows within spitting distance essentially of Tony. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And you can't just sit uh, like on the sidelines and let your business run without you that whole time. So I was able to pull it off, but if I hadn't had a team in place so that they would respond to my emails for me, and I'm not just talking about having an admin uh, email address. I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but having my main, in fact, my only email address managed by my team of virtual assistants is critical. I would never go back to managing my own email. So people would be like, are, are you crazy? You're giving people access to... Uh, you know, decades worth of your your archives of your emails, and you get your accountant sending you your tax returns and all the stuff that like personal stuff and everything. You're just handing the keys over, and I'm like, "Yep, they have to earn their trust or earn the trust that I give them. It's not automatic, but I have assistants who have my credit card numbers who are purchasing stuff for me all the time, and not just small things, big ticket stuff." I don't want to manage my own travel and and book all that stuff myself. I don't want to sign up for different uh, tools, services, and renew things. And uh, no, no, that's not my highest, best use. So leverage, 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 leverage. What do you say to somebody who, uh, and you know I come across this too. We've talked about this before privately. But what do you say to somebody who goes, I don't have time to do all that. I don't have time to set all that stuff up. It takes too long. How... How would you get them started, like in terms of optimization? Because it, it's, in my experience, that's what happens: is people say, you know, well, I don't have time to set that up, or I don't have enough money to do it. There's two, but but the first one is time. Yeah. So there's this idea that Tony talks about called net time, stands for no extra time. What can you do that you're doing anyways that you can incorporate a new approach in that doesn't cost you extra time but takes you several steps forward? So, for example, if I'm training somebody anyways, I'm onboarding a new staff person. Why am I not recording that? You know, let's say I'm doing a, a screen share, like a go-to meeting mm-hmm. or Skype with screen sharing. Why am I not recording that and putting that in a library of training materials for future VAs that I hire? I don't have to keep doing that over and over again. I can do it once, do a good job knowing that, I am going to use this later on, and then no extra time, 
I got an extra piece of uh, training material that I can use um, for future onboarding. So right. it's like it's so it's future proofing yourself, really. That's really what it is, right? Yeah, you're you're, you're thinking, um, you're thinking forward of, of what uh, the future is going to hold and how you might utilize these things in different ways. Yeah. Why do you think people have such resistance to to doing this? They don't. I mean, because they, they. I mean, they don't set up the time to do that kind of stuff. Is it just we don't take enough time to? I mean, you did. You traveled. And you, you've spent time thinking about this stuff. Why why is it that, that people don't take that time to think and, and process that for themselves? I mean, is it, is it uh, in your experience, what have you come across when people said, hey, you know, I want to optimize, but I just can't slow down enough to kind of make that happen, or I just don't don't have the, 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 the bearings to make it happen? Well, people have all these stories that they feel like they uh, – what they're telling themselves lies, essentially – and they don't separate out the stories from the facts. So somebody would tell me, like, for example, oh, my God, Stefan, I cannot believe that you were able to pick up and move to New Zealand just because you wanted to and live there for almost eight years. That's incredible. I wish I could do that. Well, I did it, yeah. And I had never been there. I applied for residency. I got in, and then I took a trip out to figure out where we were going to go. But I just had, it wasn't a whim. It was like this intuition that I knew I wanted to take my family there and, and raise my kids there. Um, and it was amazing. It was magical. But I didn't have that, that blockage of this belief system, these stories that say, I can't do that because of my business, because of this, that, or the other thing. Like people would tell me, you need to move from Madison, Wisconsin to San Francisco, to the Bay Area, not to New Zealand. You're, you're going to destroy your business by doing this crazy move halfway around the world. In actuality, I was able to massively grow my business because I was able to leverage the, the price difference between hiring top-notch talent in New Zealand and the, the, the favorable exchange rate between the U.S. and New Zealand uh, dollar at the time. Were, it was incredible. It was like 40 cents to the dollar and give them really – intellectually stimulating work to, to do uh, U.S.-based projects, but they were based in New Zealand, uh, and we had an office a block from the beach. I mean, talk about lifestyle and career opportunities and mental stimulation and everything. It was just it was amazing. And so we hired the top talent, way better than we could hire in the U.S. It was, it was amazing. And I, that wouldn't have happened if I would have been in this little box thinking, well, this is just what you do. Uh, you you got to get out of that because our stories just keep us captive. Like, no, I can't do that because uh, I, I have family who live here um, nearby. I, I have my my job. I have all these people I have to look after in my business. You know, well, I kept a U.S. based business. I was I still had an office in Madison, Wisconsin, but I was in New Zealand, and then I hired a big team in New Zealand, and then I decided, you know what? I don't even need to be in this office in New Zealand. Let's move to the South Island. I'll keep the team going in Auckland. There's a general manager. That was the first hire, by the way, was hiring my general manager before I had a whole team of people for him to manage. <laughs> so I could just say, you know what? You figure out how to hire all these other people because uh, that's not something I want to like. And I don't enjoy that. 
and he did all that work. And we, within like three months, we had eight really awesome staff that he had handpicked working with a recruiter. So after four years of doing this, of me being in the, mat, in the um, Auckland office, I'm like, okay, let's uh, move the family down to Christchurch because mm-hmm. the South Island is amazing and uh, even more spectacular than the North Island. And it was just me and the family moving down and not um, any of the staff. And I was able to do that and be down in the South Island for three and a half years. So those, those barriers, those, those belief systems, you know, BS equals belief system. So the BS we tell ourselves is the stuff that keeps us trapped. Let's talk about automation too, because I think that what happens is a lot of people figure that if they just simply automate, then that's optimization. What do you find is the difference between, or, or what role does automation play in optimization in your mind? And also, what are the dangers of automation, you know, if it goes unchecked? Well, optimization is about systems and processes, methodologies. So, automation has that component too, but it's kind of a it, it's it's how you think through the process that makes all the difference. So let me give you an example that's not automation, mm-hmm. but it is a, a process implementation. So there's this idea of you have a thinking chair. This, there's no automation in this. You have a chair that you will only sit in when you are going to do deep thinking, deep work, right? So yep. Cal Newport. Yes. So I'm only going to sit in that chair when I'm going to like be in the zone and I'm going to think big picture, like what's the next 10 years going to look like? Like how am I going to change the world? How, how am I going to transform my business or what, whatever, right? Not like, okay, I need to figure out what my next uh, you know, couple weeks are going to look like and what my um, uh, content of my presentation is going to be at next week at such and such conference. No, that's not big thinking. You're thinking chairs for big thinking, and there's no automation in that. It's just discipline. So optimization is discipline, and automation works in, in conjunction with that discipline to help further scale and, and, and systematize. But without the kind of the, the, the thinking behind it, that uh, the little gray cells are the big difference here. So automate, you could automate anything. You could automate your coffee being made in the morning for you, and that's not going to move your life forward. So you got to automate things that are going to like substantially move your, your life forward and your business and your family and your community and well, so forth. And I think like coffee is a great example. I have people that say, well, wh- you know, for a time saver, why wouldn't you – why wouldn't you get a coffee maker that has an alarm on it that just starts? And I use an AeroPress every morning. I said, because it's part of my morning routine. Mm-hmm. I make an AeroPress. I love the, I love making the AeroPress coffee. If I don't have an Aero, if I don't do that first thing in the morning, and I'm sure you've come across this too. Uh, you know, if you don't do something that you consistently do on one day out of those, you know, multitude of days that you have, do you feel weird? Like, does it yeah. feel off to you? It feels off to me. Yeah, it does. It does. But some things are kind of automated, like you can use if this, then that sort yeah. of um, and zap your you know, rules. And, and, and Yeah, okay, I do that. But my morning routine, routine is not about automation and, and little things that will uh, make my, my life a little bit easier, but it's about getting in the zone and connecting, connecting with my higher power, with my, my best self, 
and not just, I mean, so there are habits that are important to this. Um, Mike, I'll, I'll do, you know, connection, prayer and meditation and so forth. Um, that gets me in the zone. And if I have to skip that, then my day is off. If I have to, like, I don't drink coffee, so it, right. it's not like it would be a big deal if, you know, some uh, smoothie or whatever I, that I normally drink, I have to skip out on because I'm running late for a meeting or something. But if I miss that morning connection, oh, my day is totally drastically different. And that's why I love the idea of morning and evening routines, because it does, it opens and closes your day. Similarly, the middle of your day is always going to be different, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So, so let's talk a little bit about being deliberate, because it sounds like, and I mean, I look at all the stuff you're putting together, you know, you've got your, 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 the optimized geek, you know, you've got so many things. If you go to stephanspencer.com, you're going to find like so many things that you've got going on. How can you... How are you able to be deliberate with all of those things? Uh, you're, I know, I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, and yet, and yet, uh, have have them all, you know, have a level of quality quality that that you are you are proud of. Yeah. So I believe that you should um, kind of see yourself in you know X number of years time or whatever, and what what that person's uh, life looks like, like visualize that compelling future. If you want to do a vision board as the way to do that, but just some sort of guided visualization or vision board or your own meditation or whatever so that you get in sync with the identity of your, your, your best self. And that best self, uh, for me, is somebody who is changing millions of people's lives. Not cha I'm not here on this planet to change a bunch of people's Google rankings. Mm -hmm. I'm here to change lives and lots of lives, millions of lives. I mean, that's like part of my, my mission. And so being deliberate means I get in touch with that mission and I move that forward every day. And so I started this podcast called The Optimized Geek, not so I could get leads, not so that I could... Um, you know, further my business, but because I wanted to have an impact on people and a lot of people and, and, you know, make a difference. So all growth happens outside your comfort zone. And if you stretch outside of your comfort zone to do things like for me, I was a tech geek who was like a tech and marketing geek who, um, went through a big transformation as we just discussed. And I wanted to help other geeks transform their lives as well so do a, a life reboot and so i figured let's go outside my comfort zone and i'll be kind of a self-help guru for geeks so starting that podcast uh last year and getting some really top-notch guests like dave asprey for uh, the bulletproof diet and um, bulletproof coffee getting phil town the investment guru and um you had tim uh, ferris on the show yeah uh yeah, that was an older interview uh, before I actually had the official Optimized Geek. Still, um, it's there. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a great episode, too. I really asked him some great questions. I've interviewed David Allen, Getting Things Done. Um, I've interviewed um, uh, Byron Katie, who's like one of the top self-help gurus of our time. I don't, I don't know how many of your listeners will have heard her name, but she has 
had such an impact on so many millions of people. It's just amazing. I've heard her speak before. And so what a gift that was to have her on my podcast. And I'm not making any money off of this. I'm just changing lives and I'm fitting it in to everything else I do. And like getting on TV, as you were just alluding to a few minutes ago, why am I doing that? I'm not making any money off of it. Um, it's so that I can get the word out about my podcast. And um, out of the seven segments, five of the segments, I've done seven segments in three months on different uh, uh, TV networks, different uh, stations across the country. Five of those were about the Optimized Geek. So there were different um, hooks I had, like, are you geek, take the quiz, or I had like a, a geek formula. I had um, the, uh, the instant geek transformation where I would transform guests I mean, the uh, host live in front of the uh, uh, the audience into the op- into an optimized geek. Yeah. And so I brought all these gadgets, like a Zio sleep tracker and a, a Muse meditation helper, all these different things. And then I brought an Iron Man costume that I'd get them to put on. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. And it's not about making money, although as a side benefit, when you're in your gift, when you're changing lives there's this karma that happens the universe rewards you so i've gotten clients because i was on tv totally um kind of happenstance but it was it was not happenstance i mean that's the universe just giving you a high five right saying good job um so i happened to be at the right place at the right time and um somebody uh reaches out and says that they want to meet with me or I noticed that somebody who like this is a, r- a real example this guy became a client because he wanted to get a refund on a course that a business partner I um, had ended up canceling and we gave him the refund and I noticed oh you're based in Sacramento um, I knew this guy from Platinum Partnership days mm-hmm. and I'm like you're in Sacramento I'm going to be on Good Day Sacramento on Sunday uh, doing a TV appearance, uh, we should get together, uh, meet up for uh, for lunch or something. And we did, and became a client like a, two weeks wow. later. So, um, you know, the synchronicity and all that just it happens. But get in your gift and focus on on your bigger mission. What is the reason for you being on this planet? And that's how you are deliberate. You just you're intentional. Be intentional in everything you do, which means no downtime. This might seem like sacrilege to people, like, I need to decompress. I need to be able to veg out in, on, in front of Netflix or whatever. Well, you can if you want. I, I actually canceled Netflix, and I haven't had cable for you know so many years I can't even count. But um, I schedule time for entertainment. If I want to watch a movie with my fiancé, we schedule it. We don't just veg in front of the TV. That idea of downtime where you just... I mean, you schedule this stuff because you're intentional with everything you do. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Stefan, thanks for joining me this week on the show. Where can people find your stuff? Where do you want to send them to so that they can learn more about you and more about how they can optimize themselves on, on any front, really? Because you cover, you cover a wide gamut. Yeah. Yeah. So my main site is stephanspencer.com. And from there, you can find my podcast. I actually have two of them. The Optimized Geek is just one of them. I also have Marketing Speak. And that one is all primarily internet marketing related, but I've had some really amazing guests on that one, like Jay Abraham. And um, yeah, that's, that's a great one as well. 
And um, if you look in the resources library on stephanspencer.com, you'll also find a bunch of really awesome white papers, checklists, and things like that, archived webinars, um, uh, video trainings, a lot of free stuff. So one thing I'd like to offer all your listeners, I think they're going to really enjoy this. So I have, I'm the co-author of two books, author of a third book. So I've got three books to choose from. And I will gift an electronic copy of one of these three books to all your listeners. Wow, that's that's awesome. Thanks, Stefan. That's, yep. that's, that's great. Yeah, and one of the books is like really a, uh, a heavy read. It's a thousand pages. So uh, you might not, if you're not going to like really read it, pick one of the other two books. <laughs> so I'm talking about The Art of SEO. That's a thousand pages. It's the Bible on search engine optimization, how to get to the top of Google. And it's... Um, according to Amy Africa, a good friend of mine, it's better than Ambien. So that's what she says. Wow. Which is, <laughs> I don't know if it's a compliment, but <laughs> I will take it as one. So there's the art of SEO. There's social e-commerce, mm-hmm. which is all about leveraging social media f- for driving online sales. And then there's Google Power Search. That's the smallest of the books. That's not even 100 pages. And that's how to be a power user of Google, finding anything from Forrester Research Reports. It costs thousands of dollars. You can find them for free if you know how to search, you know, if you're a ninja at searching. Um, confidential business plans, uh, marketing plans, and so forth. It's all just a Google search away if you know how to search. So that's Google Power Search, and you can get a free book just Send a text message to the number 33444 with the word super geek. Or if you are not uh, able to text, let's say you're international and you want to send an email instead, email my assistant, admin at stephanspencer.com. Awesome. Thanks for offering this, Steph. That's really awesome. You bet. Thanks so much for joining me this week on the show, Stefan. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Stefan Spencer for joining me this week on the podcast. Of course, you can check out all the links and everything that we discussed uh, in the show notes, which are available on the website. If you just go to the podcast link at the top, you can check all that stuff out there. Of course, it's also in iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice. Now, if you want to get more content, because Stefan and I also talked about his book, The Art of SEO, and why he finds SEO so fascinating... Uh, You can get that, but you need to become a member of the Productivityist Podcast Patreon community. Head over to patreon.com slash productivityist, and you can learn more about how to contribute to make the show better and get exclusive content while doing so. If you're not able to contribute in a monetary fashion, rating and reviewing the show in iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice is another way that you can help out the show. And, And I'd love to get more people listening to the show, so that's one way for discoverability of the show to increase. That's it for this week's episode. I'll have a shiny new episode for you next week. Thanks to John Polster, my podcast producer. Thanks to all of you for listening. And until next time, I'm Mike Vardy reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>